What shows up when you do? What qualities do you bring into a room? In the fall of 2020, I started working with my first life coach. I had had therapists before that, and she had me do this essence exercise where I asked people who I love and who know me well to answer that question. And my job was just to listen and write down what they said. And then I would take all of the adjectives that they use to describe what shows up when I do and what qualities I bring into a room. And then I distilled it down. And the words that came up the most were energy, light, curious, and compassionate. What was really interesting about that exercise is that I got to see how other people perceive me. In today's podcast, I want to talk about how you show up and also how that relates to your Enneagram type. Welcome to Love Liz, the podcast that's all about inspiring you to be yourself find true love, and live your purpose. This is for all of you seekers with deep desires who are struggling with your own self-worth and figuring out how to make your dreams come true. I'm your host, Liz Newcomer, actor turned Enneagram coach, human design practitioner, wife, and mama. I believe that who you are is enough to create the life and love you desire. Listen to find out why. Maybe let's set this up like a date. So if you're, you know, if you're meeting somebody at a bar and you're waiting for them and they come in, this reminds me of this improv exercise that we do called weird date. (laughs) So when Enneagram type ones walk into a room, what I see is I see someone who has good posture, is self-contained. A lot of times they're wearing black and white clothes. They may even like architectural straight lines, (laughs) striped shirts. They're probably wearing striped shirts. (laughs) Their speech is very precise. They use the right words. They're articulate. They've got great manners. They're responsible. There's a presence in their body, an energy. They're engaged. They're helpful. They're doing the right thing. They probably don't have their elbows on the table sitting upright, they may order something like a martini, some sort of clear liquid. Um, They're going to treat the waiter with respect. There will be a nice balance, a nice give and take of questions. They're not going to dominate the conversation. There can be a little bit of rigidity, right? So maybe if you order onion rings, they may not want to indulge. And then there's a sense of appropriateness. So they're not going to overshare or be crass or anything like that. Okay, so if a type two walks into a room, what I notice is their eyes immediately go onto me, right? So (laughs) here comes this type two. There's usually this sweetness to their energy. They're so giving, nurturing, um, maybe a little apologetic. If they're running late, if they overbooked themselves, they could be a little bit harried. They come in, but their heart is just, their heart leads the way. They sit down and immediately all of their energy and their attention just kind of washes over you, focuses on you. They are not at all concerned about their needs or if they're comfortable, it's all about, do you have the drink that you like? Are you comfortable? I'm so sorry that I was late. 
how are you? How have you been? They're asking you a barrage of questions. Maybe they're not listening to all of the answers because they're so in this mode of wanting to make sure that you're okay and wanting to fulfill whatever needs you have. So they're supportive. They may get teary-eyed when you share something that's meaningful. They want to do the waitress's job for them. (laughs) So they feel very bad asking for the waiter to get them things. And they may be like, oh, it's okay. If you don't have that, don't worry about it. Right. So underplay, undercut themselves a little. And most of the conversation will be about you. Now, if you are at a date with a three, here's what I imagine I would see. First of all, they would look amazing. You would notice that their clothes are really sharp, very stylish, very fashionable. Whether it's a girl, beautiful makeup, beautiful hair, whether it's a guy, very well-groomed, smells good. You know, he's not going to have a scruffy beard. He's going to be clean, not necessarily clean shaven, but he's going to have nice lines around his beard. He's going to sit down. There's also an open heart with a three. There's this performance. There is a charisma. It's sort of like when he or she looks at you, it's like the light, the sun is shining on your face. So you may start to get a little bit brighter, stand up a little taller, there's a confidence, an ease, a an effortlessness, um, and then they're great storytellers. They may overtalk because they, especially if they're sharing stories that they like to tell and that they know are good, they know are entertaining, and they may just it's like they're on stage. They're being the center of attention, and they may kind of lose the connection with you. Um, If there's a competition, let's say it's game night at the bar or it's trivia night and you're playing with them, they're going to get out their trivia thing and they're going to be the best. And then all of a sudden, it's no longer about the date between the two of you. It's about can y'all win and they will win, no doubt. And if you're dragging them down, then they'll leave you in the dust. I'm exaggerating here, but you get the point. And also with the waitress, I mean, they definitely are going to order top shelf alcohol. They're going to order the best, you know, lobster on the menu. They want the finer, best things in life. And, but, but they're heartfelt too. So if you share things, they can be good listeners Uh, If you ask them about their work, they may be boastful. They may be very confident. If the waiter takes too long, they may become impatient. They have a lot of energy and they expect other people to be on the same energetic wavelength as they are. When the Enneagram 4 walks in on your date, they're going to stand out. Something about them is going to be special or unique. It may be the color of their hair, the haircut, they may have tattoos or piercings or interesting clothes, but something about them is going to be unique. I'm thinking about me and recently I've just been wearing Old Navy sweatsuits and if I walked into a room, you'd be like, wait, what? what's happening here? But, you know, so <laughs> maybe I'm in my two stress point of being more comfort and Anyway, I digress. So they're going to come in. There's going to be this sentimentality to them, this depth. 
they are not interested in small talk. They may be awkward or uncomfortable if what y'all are talking about is on the surface, but they'll probably go for the deep dive and they'll start by sharing something that's personal to them. So they may overshare, they may be a little self-involved, but part of their oversharing is because they want you to then share your depths. And it's like, let's just go straight in, straight in for what really matters, what what we really care about. And then if you're sharing something that's meaningful, they are incredibly compassionate. They're a hundred percent with you. They're imagining the story that you're telling in their head. If it's a sad story, they're going to grab your hand and let you know that, that, that they see you and they hear you and they understand. They're probably going to order something special and unique like a mezcal margarita or a French 75. If a song comes on that they love, they're going to immediately acknowledge that they love this song and that it brings them into a different mindset and that, or they're remembering this thing that happened and they may focus on past memories or they may be talking about the ideas that they have for the future that are so beautiful and unique. If a five walks into the room, they will be self-contained. They will not be needy. There's this real sense of self-sufficiency, minimalism. They don't overexert energy if they don't have to. So there's sort of a an economy of movement and speech. They are boundaried with their time, energy, and space. So they'll sit down. They're thoughtful. So you can probably, maybe they're wearing glasses, probably. And you can see that their eyes are very lit up. Their mind is active, but their body might be still and steady and slow. They may be measured when they speak. If you ask them a question, if they don't know the answer, they could take a while or they might need to come back to it later. If you are intrusive and invasive and ask them questions like, do you want to have kids? That might, you might notice that they retreat or back up. Oh, they definitely have a book in their hand, by the way, with that they place on the table. Something that's very thick, right? Not just like a young adult novel, but something that is a little bit denser. And if you ask them about the book, then they will get a little bit faster in their speech, light up, get more excited, tell you all about it. If there's information that they know and that they're experts on, they will be very loquacious. But if it's in the world of emotions or in involved with something that they don't know about, they're going to need more time and space. They may take more time with the menu, with when it's time, when the waiter comes over and wants to know, they may have some questions about what does this mean and what is this drink? And then they may send the waiter away because they need more time <laughs> to think. Um, they w- they're great listeners and very observant. And so they can take in your story and then they'll probably ask you a question about something that you said that you had never even thought of. And you're like, whoa, very observant. Like you were really listening to me. And then they'll end the date with respect and they may not, they likely won't go home with you, 
But if they like you, they may say, this was very nice. And I think it would be nice if we saw each other again. And then, you know, they'll reach out in probably longer than you want, but not too much that's disrespectful of you and your time. So when an Enneagram six walks into the room, there's a lot of energy. Their eyes are definitely firing. Like whenever I see a six, I see all of their thoughts right behind their eyes. And it, it may, it's, it's not, it doesn't look like a deer in headlights, but it looks like it looks engaged. They could be a little frenzied, a little harried. They're probably going to smile and look around their environment, get their bearings, sit down. They can be really warm and friendly and funny and maybe self-deprecating. They may want to make you laugh, tell you a joke, right? Once there's laughter, then people start to feel more comfortable. Then pe- then we can all get settled. We can enjoy. They may drink a little too much, like immediately want the <laughs> waiter to come over and they know their drink off the top of their head. And they're like, can I have... I know I already said margaritas, but I feel like sixes all love margaritas. (laughs) Tequila and sixes just go really well. So they get their margaritas, they get their chips. If you're eating with them, they're going to eat so fast. They're just going to go boop, 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 like gobble, gobble it up. Maybe not even have a conversation with you while, while they're eating. And then they'll talk and you'll still be slowly eating your bites. And then, you know, they've been long done with their meal. Um, But they're so entertaining and really warm, thoughtful, beautiful, funny, vivacious. Now they can be skeptical. So if something feels weird in the bar, like if they notice something, then they could, you'll start to see their wheels spinning and they'll be curious. And it's sort of like, what's going on with that thing? right? And so they can kind of dive deep down. Um, They love to analyze. They can have a tendency to over talk if there's something that's on their mind that is bothering them. But then they also want to give you and they want to show up and be dutiful. And, you know, they're such great friends, very loyal, aware of their obligation, Like, here we are on a date. I've been talking about myself the whole time. Please tell me everything. What is it? And then they'll be with you 100%. Like troopers, they're in it with you. They're invested and engaged. When the Enneagram 7 comes into the date, they are immediately fun, full of energy, bright, wearing, you know, their clothes are fun. So they probably don't put things together that are conventional, but there's just a sense of adventure with what they're wearing. And they'll try something new and they want to try all the new things. And they want, hey, do you want to taste? Like, let's go to tapas. Let's go to dim sum. And they're interesting and they're thoughtful and they make connections between different ideas. And they may tell you about your travel. And if you start telling them a story that bores them, they will probably want to move on to the next topic. And there's just like this, not wheeling and dealing, but there's just this like, yeah, like, let's do it. Let's go. Sure. Sure. There's this bright side, silver lining, positive up and out energy that's happening with them. 
but they don't like to get trapped. So if they're not having a good time, if the energy is stale, they're like, hey, let's do you want to get out of here? Let's go to the next place. And then they may want to, you know, go to an after party or but it, just you're in it for the ride. When you're with the seven, it's like you never know where it's going to go. You got to stay open and just know that if they start to look over your shoulder at somebody else, then whatever you're saying is boring them. It's bringing the energy down. Um, or it's touching on something that could be painful that they're wanting to avoid. And they're just here to have a good time. If an Enneagram eight walks into your date energy, that's the first thing I would notice about an eight is that they come in like a bull in a China shop or a tornado enters a room everybody's eyes turn. They know an eight is here. They sit down across from you. Eights can be super magnanimous, generous with their energy, like give you a big hug. They can be a little bit bossy. So they can demand for the waiter to come over, take their order, then eyes back on you. It's like there's an intensity right? And it's like, okay, like we're here, we're in it. What's happening? Let's order more. They like having a lot of drinks, a lot of food, all the stuff that they could need. If the music's on that they don't like, they'll be like, they can ask very kindly, but hey, can you please change the music? They like to sort of control their environment and make sure that they are at the helm. They're driving this. Tell me about yourself. What's going on? What is it about this? So they're in they're invested in the conversation. They're also not going to be super surfacy. It's like, let's get straight to the truth. I'm not about small talk. I want to know, how do you really feel? What was your favorite cereal as a kid? That's probably too bland for them. It's more like, what character in a movie were you obsessed with as a kid? And I'm just thinking about Goonies or um, The NeverEnding Story and we're getting into it and it can be intense and it can maybe be even like a little, not off-putting, but it can feel super assertive and aggressive. But the other thing about the eight is that they have such a warm, soft heart. And so let's say this is a bar that has puppy dogs that can come and the dog comes over to the table and like jumps on the eight's lap and then they get all gooey. So you'll feel this like intense, strong energy and then you'll feel this super soft heart. And if you tell them something about being mistreated at work, then they are going to fight for you. They're, they're going to be like, what? In boxing movies, they're like patting you on the back, like, yes, you can do it. And they've got your back. So that is... That's what it's like when an eight walks into the room. Okay, so lastly, if the Enneagram nine walks into the room, they're probably late. And they're probably late and they're not rushing. So they're taking their time to come to the table. And Enneagram nines to me look like little earth angels. There's this beatific expression on their face. They're so easy to be around. They, all, they also could go into the sloth from Zootopia kind of energy where it's a sleepy kind of energy. So like the, it might bring you down, but on a positive side, they're calming, they're easy. Whatever you want to order, they whatever the waiter thinks would be a good cocktail. What cocktail do they like on the menu? They are 
great listeners. They're non-judgmental. You could literally tell them anything and they would not judge you for it. They wouldn't be pissy or like, why would you do that? They're, they're like, oh, oh, okay. I could see that. I, they can see all sides. Now, if you tell them a story about a fight that you had with someone else, then they might be able to say like, oh, I could see where you're, I mean, definitely they see where you're coming from, but they can also see where the other person is coming from. And nines are really down for whatever they're go along to get along. So if you, if you don't like this place, if you want to leave, they're happy. If you like this place and you want to stay, they're happy to stay. They're probably also comfort oriented. So they, if it's cold, they may be wearing extra sweaters or they might like the cozy nook, you know, when there's a banquette and then there's a chair, the nine will always want to sit on the banquette. There's a little Buddha spirituality softness with nines. They probably are spiritual and really thoughtful and like see the world. They may talk about moments of their day that are really present, that are very meaningful. They don't make a big deal about themselves. So if you put too much attention on them, they'll share, but it, it usually, usually what they have to say and what they have to share are observations that are life and how we're all connected. And my mom is a nine. And whenever I call her up, she's always like, has this moment that happened at the grocery store, she was driving down the street and she saw a little girl with her dad waiting for the streetcar. And she just notices these beautiful life moments, right? Of like, ah, here we are, we're all one. They may share stories like that versus self-involved stories. And if there's a conflict or if there's something between y'all that feels a little bit tense, they're gonna do whatever they can to sort of resolve the conflict or avoid it and not go there. So the point is, is that knowing how you come into the room gives you power and you can choose how do you show up? What qualities do you bring when you enter a room? I suggest that you ask your loved ones this question and just see how does your Enneagram type inform that? I hope this podcast resonated with you. And until next time, love, Liz. you're ready to discover your true self and break free from those automatic patterns that may be holding you back, I invite you to take the next step and book a Discovering You Enneagram typing session on my website, elizabethnewcomer.com. This session will be your guiding light on the path to authenticity, alignment, and fulfillment. And if you're enjoying this podcast and find it inspiring, please consider leaving a five-star review. Your feedback is encouraging and helps our message reach more people who could benefit from this transformative journey. Thank you so much for being a part of this community.